All righty, back at it here on The Fan. It is overtime with Jonathan Peter. I'm glad you guys could all be with me. Fan focus coming your way at 10 o'clock. Now let's get to our Browns insider. His name is Daryl Ryder. He's brought to you by Scheibin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl, how are we doing tonight? Good, JP. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing good. I was just investigating in between the break whether or not Deshaun Watson has a burner account. So that's where oh. my life is at. Oh, d- does he? I don't know. It, it really doesn't seem like it's him, if I'm being honest about it. I, I got an article from Heavy. I got an article from the New York Post. I got articles from like seven different outlets here. I just, I can't buy. He's a very online human, Daryl, but I, I can't buy that this is him. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't seem to make sense. Now, it does make sense that it would be someone close to him. That I can agree with, okay? that. Oh, yeah. he's He's got people all over social media right now. Yeah. That, that Collecting I, receipts and... What not? Yeah, that one makes a little bit more sense to me. But it, for him, I just don't know. I just don't know if that could be him or not. I mean, he's a very online human, as I mentioned. Yeah, I, I got. I, I'm. I, I'm blocked, so I. I have no idea what he posts on X. Oh, you're blocked from Deshaun. Yeah, that. Yeah, where you been? I got. Ra- I got ratioed last March for pointing that out. Wow. You know, March st- of 2022, I should say. I'm. I'm still blocked by Baker. Oddly enough. Are you really? Yeah, he's. Still, I went the other day because he was tweeting out about Kareem Hunt, and I was he's like, two and zero. I was like, I can't see this tweet, and I go, Oh yeah, I'm still blocked by Baker. He's two and zero. Yeah, three and zero if you count blocking me. Well, you know, it's a big win for a lot of people. It's the win that keeps giving. Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> what do you make of that with Baker? I I keep waiting. I watched that whole entire game, Daryl, and I I mean, I, Evans is so talented. I I want to give Baker credit. I do. I just think Evans and Godwin are so good, but Evans in particular is so good. Just makes anyone look good. Yeah, well, um, you have to have guys around you to make plays, and uh, you know Mike Evans is making some plays for him, so good for him. Uh, we'll see if he's able to sustain it uh, throughout the the course of the season, but um, uh, kind of need the guy here in Cleveland to get his act together, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no doubt about that one. Uh, how did everything go today with Deshaun? Uh, well, we'll talk to him tomorrow. Oh, it's tomorrow. I thought he. I thought he had some. Yeah, we were. Yeah, yeah. The, the day. The, the day is all different uh, because of uh, the, the Monday night game. So uh, they started a little later today, and then obviously with the Kareem Hunt news, that was a, a really, really big deal. So uh, we'll we, we'll visit with Deshaun in because we were on Zoom today. We weren't yes. even at the facility because um, it's a walkthrough. We're not allowed to see walkthroughs. You know, they work on their top secret stuff and walkthroughs, so <laughs> can't see any of that. Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, we will uh, speak to Deshaun in person tomorrow in the locker room. How do you think the offense is going to change with Hunt and Ford as the running backs? Well, I, honestly, I, I don't think it's going to change much. I, I, I don't. I mean, it didn't change much uh, when uh, when Nick Chubb went out. Um, I, I don't foresee it changing a whole lot. I, I really don't. Um, I, I see uh, Jerome Ford getting around 15 carries or so, um, and I see Kareem Hunt getting some touches, including some passes out of the backfield uh, as the number two back. So that's when he's ready. I don't know if he's going to play Sunday. That's to be determined. But uh, <clears throat> once he is ready to go, uh, yeah, I, I don't anticipate this offense looking uh, all that. Uh, or, uh, let's put it this way. I don't anticipate them rewriting the playbook because they had to go out and bring back Kareem Hunt. How did Kareem sound? It sounded like he, he I mean, he really won out in this entire, it's a, it's a sad ordeal, but he basically got everything he wanted at the end of it. Well, um, uh, th- this was a awful year for running backs. Um, the fact that he was a free agent still this week, surprising. Um, a little surprising that uh, <laughs> there's a reunion there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but... 
Um, as I said on the afternoon show and even on the podcast uh, that uh, Andy Baskin and I recorded that's going to drop tomorrow morning, like, there's a life lesson in here for everybody. Don't burn bridges? Yeah, don't burn bridges. You know, you, you just, you never know when those relationships can be, uh, you know, can can come around and be beneficial for both parties again. So, um, you know, he uh, seemed pretty happy to be back. Uh, seems pretty uh, focused on uh, what he's got to do to help this football team. And, um, you know, I, I think he'll get more opportunities to do it this year than maybe he did a year ago. Will the Titans be a get-right game for the Browns? Uh, I don't know. This is a pretty brutal physical stretch. It, it kind of hit me, too. Uh, when I was looking at the schedule, uh, Monday night was brutally physical. <clears throat> Mike Vrabel is a brutally physical coach, so you know the Titans are going to come in here uh, and and bring the heat. Then you got the Baltimore Ravens, a week off for the bye, and then the San Francisco 49ers come to town. That is that is <clears throat> so. Uh, n- understanding all that. That is a very painful four games in five weeks for the Cleveland Browns. Yep. Just from a just from a physicality standpoint, right? I'm not talking about wins and potential wins and losses and things like that. Like they're 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 going to get beat up um, physically, um, and um, you know they're going to have to you know be able to withstand the punch uh, that these teams are going to throw at them. But yeah, the, the next five weeks going to be real tough here physically on the Cleveland Browns as a football team. Daryl Ryder, our Browns insider, joining us here on The Fan. Let me ask you this, um, I, and this might be tough, but your own opinion, obviously, is all I want out of this. Uh, do you think this is something more mechanical or mental when it comes to Deshaun Watson? Uh, hopefully it's mechanical, because that, that I think you can fix in a hurry. You can fix that in a film session or two. But it's mental. Um, that, that, that's not as easy to fix. So um, it's it's hard to say. I just know what I see, and that is uh, a lot of throws that should be on target aren't on target. Last week, or, you know, week one rather, uh, game the mulligan for the wet football, right? Um, last year, the six games, uh, rust, because he hadn't played in so long. I just am of the belief that at some point, the mulligans kind of have to stop, and the expectation that he's going to go out there and perform at an elite level is reasonable for fans and media. And that's just kind of where I'm at with him. I'm not rooting against him. I'm not trashing him. I'm not hating on him. I just I just feel like that Monday was an opportunity for him to really kind of stake his claim, and he didn't do it. He had the football yeah. at midfield, two minutes to go. Um, great situation, and he did absolutely nothing with that opportunity, and that was disappointing. Uh, Patrick Mahomes needs 30 seconds. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes can be down seven, have the ball at his own three-yard line. He needs 30 seconds to go the length of the field. I, I just it, 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 We've seen him do it, right, time and time again. And I'm not saying that Deshaun Watson has to be Patrick Mahomes, but when you're when you're paid in that sphere, you know, th- those expectations come with it. And, um, you know, uh, I don't think he's handled adversity all that great. Uh, you know, a couple of personal foul, uh, face mask penalties, got into it with the Steeler bench uh, after one of them. Like, I, I just, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that I'm being unfair to the guy. It's just, hey, you, you're being paid like an elite player. 
you were the Browns gave up a king's ransom to get you here in cash and draft capital. So yeah, I mean at some point, you know, I expect that you should be over the rust and you should be back into flow. You've had a whole off season and you did a great job working with your teammates and you know establishing that rapport and that chemistry and things like that. And we saw tangible progress from the beginning of the off season program through training camp with you. So. I, I don't feel like I'm being all that unfair having these expectations for this guy because he's supposed to be that good of a player. No doubt about it. And, and you noticed how he conspicuously does not have a podcast out this week, Daryl. Oh, is, is well, he might have been a little busy. I'm going to be fair to him there. He, I think if he had a podcast out this week, might be a little problem. He like, dropped two it, of them the week prior. Well, I mean, there's just there's a lot going on right now and, and not a lot of time. Uh, you know, between these between these games, either. So, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna defend him a little bit there and say that's probably the, a smart decision and maybe not so much of a, a conspiracy theory. Other than he knows he's coming off a lousy game. I think he has nothing good to say. Well, it might be that too. But uh, again, I'm just this trying is, to. This is Draymond Green in in the uh, <laughs> in the playoffs, right? Like you you yeah. talk 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 and then has a couple bad games, gets in some fights, and you can't find his podcast anywhere. Yeah. Well. That's probably a good thing. Odds to win the AFC North. I want to read these to you, and I want your reaction, if you could. Ravens plus 100, so they're even money. Uh, Browns plus 330. Bengals plus 475. Steelers plus 550. This is yesterday's odds. Kind of surprising the Browns are still number two in this list. Well, I, I think the Bengals got real problems in Cincinnati uh, with Joe Vegas Burrow. believes that. Vegas obviously believes that. Well, and Vegas knows. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Mm-hmm. So, um, Pittsburgh... Yeah, they were physical Monday night, but, but but Kenny Pickett and that offense is oh my god in heaven, and that and that that's what's so frustrating about Monday night, right? Yeah. Um, you know the defense. The, I, I wrote this after the game in, in my brownie bites, but the absurdity of that loss can be summed up in the uh, plus eleven advantage in first downs for the Browns. The over 100 yards in offense advantage for the Browns. Um, the fact that the Steelers did not run a single play in the red zone, and they still won. And um, the Browns' defense, when it mattered the most in the fourth quarter, um, allowed minus seven yards mm-hmm. to Pittsburgh's offense, and the Browns still lost. Uh, third down conversions, right? Um, God, God love Anthony Walker. He, he pointed that out today that they weren't good enough on third down. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, they were, uh, you, you give up less than 30% on third down. You, you're doing a really good job. Now to his point, they did give up the explosive, uh, you know, long touchdown pass there, but the defense is doing their job. The offense is not, but yeah, th- those odds sound, those odds sound, uh, pretty spot on to me. Well, at least we're not the Bears, Daryl. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> now, well, but you know what? Here's the thing. We've been the Bears. Yeah. We we were the Bears for like 20 years, my man. Have, so, you, have you ever had a press – you've, you've done everything in this business. Have you ever had a moment where the guy speaks like Justin Fields, calls out the coaches, and then an hour later yeah. has to come back? Oh, well and – uh, And then completely lie and blame it on the media and then turn around? No, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was a that was a clear. That was a know, special one. Is what that, that was. was. A, that was a clear cleanup on aisle three. That's what that was. <laughs> that's exactly what that was. <laughs> that's what it was. 
Um, but, you know, I did watch the clip, and I don't feel like that. Again, I think this is a situation where things in print look a little different than they do um, uh, in uh, spoke uh, up. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, in spoken word. Um, I, I didn't feel like he was taking pot shots at the coaching staff. I thought he was just being honest, and that right. was just what came to his mind because he was honest. Right. And, you know, and so then once that gets in print, that's when the, you know, that's when the forest fire has been started. So, uh, yeah, he, he really had, yeah, we all, we, we've had plenty of times where players have had to clean up comments. My God. Well, also, he wouldn't be wrong either. Like, they've done three design run plays for him all season long. Yeah. He used to go one quarter with seeing three design run plays with him. They've taken yeah. the Lamar Jackson like the best part of him and completely taking his game away. It feels like they're trying to make him a pot. They're trying to make him something he's not. And that's a pure 100% pocket passer. Yeah. And it just doesn't work that way. I mean, I understand why they just went through the whole, everything with Lamar where Lamar wants to be a pocket passer for a reason. Cause you don't want yeah. your knees looking like oatmeal when you're 30. Right. But right. the reality is, is that it's the best part of Justin Fields game. Well, it's the same thing with Deshaun Watson, right? I mean, he runs around holding the football like a loaf of bread. Now the other night <laughs> it cost him, he fumbled and whatever, but that's what you signed up for. You knew that, right? You studied the film. You saw it. He held the football like a loaf of bread in Houston. What, you expected that to change because he came to Cleveland? That is is also the same descriptor that Ari Wasserman used to describe Dustin Fox's uh, pick in the national title game. A loaf of bread. (laughs) Ran around holding the ball like a loaf of bread. And and Dustin admittedly, he just, at that point, he had no idea what was going on. As Keith Jackson would say, Fox steady. Exactly. All right, Daryl. Well, it was fantastic talking with you. I'll let you get back to enjoying your Deion Sanders hype videos. Hey, you know what? Uh, That wasn't a hype video. That's an important message, similar to the program we aired uh, before you came on. That's important, to to tell your football players to respect women and to treat them right. And if you don't and there's problems, you're not playing for me. So I, I, I... I got I, and what he said earlier about the young. Honestly, man that, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't watch the video. I just yeah. saw you tweeting about Dion. Is all yeah, I saw. That, well, that, that's what it was about. And then earlier this week, you know, the the, the young man that you know. I love that we played that here on the, it, on, yeah, the on the show last night. Yeah, I love that. Unsolicited sticks up for that kid and said, "Hey, that's a guy that's just trying to find his way." You know, might have been a dirty play, whatever. But hey, you know that that's not deserving of you know. De- I just feel like for all the bluster and attention that Dion's getting at Colorado right now. I feel like the mess that he's using his platform and that attention to deliver some very important messages, mm. and I do feel like he deserves tremendous credit for that. I like that. Now, I'm Camp Dion. I need to make that abundantly clear. I have been the entire time. I thought I thought we were joining forces there is what I was trying to do. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I thought that when he took that job that this was just all going to be, you know, showmanship, showboat, and whatever. And and I, I like what he's doing out there, and I, I like the messages that he's preaching to his kids about how to conduct themselves as men. I think that that's very, very important, and that's something that should be passed along starting when these guys are just getting into sports, and it's something that should be reinforced at every level, and then maybe we don't end up with some of the societal problems we have. It's no accident you got the number one recruit in the nation three years ago to go to Jackson State. That was not by accident. Nope. Not at all. All right, so. Daryl. Enjoy the rest of your night. I appreciate you, man. You bet, Jonathan. All right, Daryl Ryder right there. Brought to you by Shop and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. We're coming back. I want to talk about the Browns. I want to talk about what the offense is going to look like with Kareem Hunt in there. 216 474 0092.